Uh, Brother Smoke Dog, what comes before 15? Two. It does. It does? <laughs> it does. What's the one that goes before 15? You mean dir- like directly before? Directly, if you're looking at a certain direction, sure, I guess. Then I, then I can't tell. Or to the left of 15, if you're counting left on to number right. line? Yeah. 14. And that is the number of episodes we are on, not including our special madness special. If you want to check that one out, check it out. It's already passed, though. That was in uh, March. So that was a while ago. It wouldn't really be relevant now, but we're on our 14th episode of the I Could Have Done That podcast. Uh, since uh, we always start with fan mail, I have to remind the viewers, you can email us at I Could Have Done That at gmail.com or send us a voice message on Anchor. I take it we didn't get either. We did not get either. So without further ado, Lucas Bryant, as always, and to my right, brother, Smoke Dog, a.k.a. How would you like to... Andrew or Andy? Andy. Andy. Oh, yeah. And then Colbert. Caleb or how, how Caleb. do you, Caleb Caleb yep. <laughs> how many different ways of people pronounce your last name too many for a four letter <laughs> word <laughs> all right so yeah make sure to email us or send us an anchor message because we didn't get any uh fan mail it's about like we're on about a 15 percent chance that we get it so hey, makes the segment go by quick it does and uh I would like to thank our viewers in the United States United Kingdom Panama Uruguay Jamaica, and guess what? Another one? Germany is now wow. a listener of the I Could Have Done That podcast. Wow. Germany, the whole country. Once you get one less than 1% of your viewership of 350-some views in Germany, it counts for the whole country. Well, so welcome, uh, Germany. I know we're on the German Apple podcast, but not the American Apple podcast site or whatever it might be. So they might be listening to us on there. Fair might, enough. might be using us for their uh, English class. Who knows? I'm cool and, with that. And uh, last week, I meant to talk about my Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils football team season ending because they had all these COVID cancels and they finished 0-3. One of the games, they won via forfeit, but it technically doesn't count as a win. And we're going to move on since it's baseball season to the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils baseball team. Just for our intro, we got to keep talking about the best <laughs> and the coolest and my favorite college out there. Here's a little history, Brother Smoke Dog. Since 2015, the baseball team has had a .177 winning percentage. And That's since, not very good. And since the start of their baseball season, or baseball team in 1975 or 44 season, they have gone 601 wins to 1,263 losses and seven ties. Want to hear how their current season's going? I could probably assume, but yes. Well, what, what, they've played 17 games. Guess their record. 1-16. Oh, and 17. Listen to some wow. of these scores. They, so they started their baseball season all the way back in February because it's warm down there. Listen to the... They lost three... They played three games, two double headers, and then they played another one uh, the next day against Southeastern Louisiana. They lost... Oh, boy. Here comes... Let's see how well I can do math. By a combined score between the three games, zero to 66. <laughs> <laughs> they lost 0 to 26, 0 to 23, 0 to 17. The next, I'll just write off all their scores. The next game, 3 and 16, 1 and 9, 1 and 14, 1 and 10, 0 and 14, 2 and 8, 3 and 12, 1 and 9, 1 and 13, 9 and 14, 1 and 3. Pretty close. Then they follow that up with a 6 and 21, 9 to 10 loss, 7 to 8 loss. Now they finish the season uh, at 
this weekend on the 7th, 8th, and 9th at Jackson State. The tough part is Jackson State is 25-8 and eight this season. So uh, I don't have a lot of hope that the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils baseball team is going to go anywhere. That would suck to show up to a baseball game and be like, yeah, guys, to give us a good chance to win, we got to score 20 runs. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, our, you'd only win one out of the three matchups. Yeah, that's rough. I don't know how you get excited for that anymore. No. Uh, safe to say the word winning does not go around much at Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils, but looking on the bright side, 2022-2021 fall is going to be the rise of the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils in all the conferences, so you better watch out. Sounds good, dude. You heard it here first. All right. That is our intro, unless Brother Smoke Dog has anything else to add. No, we're all introed in. Oh, and we're recording this on May the 4th, right as we jump into rapid questions. May the 4th be with you. Hey, I saw a Yoda sign today driving. It was like, buckle, something Yoda. (laughs) It said it like it was a sentence, but then it was like, do buckle up you do or something like that. It was like, do buckle up. Something like that. It might have been speed or whatever. It was it was the May the 4th vibe. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's go on to rapid questions. We're on to rapid questions. I noticed on the last podcast, I kept saying, all right, leading into every segment. I would be like, all right, now we're on rapid. You might as well call me Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right Just all not right. as cool, rich, or famous, or good looking, whatever. But Matthew McConaughey, nonetheless. And we're going to use... I couldn't think of a time machine, but do you remember in Thor The Dark World when Natalie Portman falls through like a weird portal and it sends her somewhere? Yes. We're just going to pretend that's what happens. We just okay. walk and all of a sudden, floor underneath us is a portal. There it is. And we jump back to days uh, that happened on... Or days that happened on... Years that happened on May 4th. I don't know what I'm trying to say. May 4th. Events that happened on May 4th. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So May 4th. The first one being in 18... 18- 69, way back there, the Cincinnati Red Stockings play their first official baseball game, a win against the great, against the great Western Baseball Club, 45 to nine. So brother Smoke Dog, side note, before we get into it, rapid questions, we basically go through a time machine with our current physical body. We're not going to dive into too much and discuss whether we could have or couldn't have done that. So brother Smoke Dog, once again, Cincinnati Red Stockings won. 45 to 9 over the Great Western Baseball Club. How long would you play before you're t- like before you just walk off the field or quit if you're on the losing team of that? 20 runs. Down 20 runs, you'd be out. 20 runs, but then we're going to try to So if we're the home team, we're down 20. I'd like to give her one more at bat and then if nothing happens then you're just not taking ya. the field. No, I'm not even the staying at the field. Are you like are you gonna stay in the dugout for the rest, or are you just going no, home? I'm walking home. <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, if you want to tell a story, you don't have to. About what was that pickup game at Eau Claire where you just walked off the court? Yeah, you never got the I ball. Missed, missed my one shot and never got the ball again, so I just left. <laughs> probably don't, still don't even notice I'm gone. <laughs> no, they might. They probably don't. They're just playing four <laughs> on five. Uh, I would have left. I like the twenty run rule. I'm gonna steal that one from you. So that's fair. Yeah, I think I think after about 15, though, I would not be very thrilled. No. And I would hope May 4th, I would assume it's pretty warm outside. Now, no AC to go home to. And yeah, and the, the baseball clothes they wore back then were really baggy and thick. That's so not fun. The, I, I'm actually going to actually I'm not going to say 20. I'm just going to say I'm guessing it's a warm day. 
I want to say 15 and I'm out. I'm I'm doing the same thing as you. I'm just walking home. I might even leave the, my mitt and bat there. Just leave everything. Yep. Okay, now and we're going to fall through a portal like in Thor the Dark World. In 1893, Cowboy Bill Pickett invents bulldogging, which is the skill of grabbing cattle by the horns and wrestling them to the ground. Brother Smoke Dog, how bored do you have to be to invent bulldogging? How stupid do you have to be? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm going to say pretty dang bored because that doesn't sound like a fun hobby. No. 1893, there couldn't have been a whole lot to like relax and watch TV or do something. You know, High risk, not a lot of reward. No. I don't even know what makes you look at a, a cattle or a bull or just cattle in general and just go, I'm going to grab it by the horns instead of using your horse to kind of round them up down. Yeah. or get a dog. Literally, that's what some of the shepherd dogs are literally born to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would say he's pretty bored. No other way to put it. No other way. All right. We're going to fall through a portal. In 1963, pitcher Bob Shaw sets a record with five box in a game. A box <laughs> is when a pitcher, you want to, you, you play baseball. You want to describe a, what you would describe as a box? When the pitcher's in the stretch, they come to the set position and then they make a move that is not to home plate and they don't throw the ball. And the stretch is when, generally, when a runner's on, runner's correct? On, yes. Yep. All right, so Brother Smoke Dog, could you pitch a whole game without blocking? Oh, yeah. Have have many a time. From, like, complete game, though? No, but I could. Okay. If I never got yanked. Never got yanked? I'm, yeah, I'm not asking you to not allow any runs or strike out. Just don't balk. I could definitely do that. I could get one strikeout, especially back in 1963. But other than that, I ain't balking either. Because I don't really go. care if they steal on me. Yeah, my goal is just not to balk. Yeah, that's a lot of box. All right, brother Smoke Dog, we're going to j- fall through a portal and then 2015, not too far away or not too far back, the World Snooker Championship. Snooker? Yep. I'll, I'll explain. At the Crucible Theater, Sheffield, Stuart Bingham beats fellow Englishman Sean Murphy 18 to 15 for his lone world titles. Brother Smoke Dog, do you even know what the heck the Snooker Championship is? No, I thought you said Snooky as in Jersey Shore. Nope. Nope. Snooker is a game played with cues on a billiard table in which players use a cue ball white to pocket the other balls, 15 red and six colored in a set order. So I'd assume, but it's just like red and white balls. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it, but uh, that's, that is it. So it's basically just a pool variation. Yeah. Yep. So that, that happened. And that's, uh, that's our rapid questions for this week. I learned something new. I learned what snooker is. Yep. Learn. That's what we're all about. Educating people. Once again, uh, any sponsors out there, we really think we could get into the public school system. Just letting educating students around the globe. Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't know. Okay, let's move on to the main event. The I could have done that. All right, see, I could have done that. It's in the title. It's why we're here. Well, we're here at our apartment because we live here and pay rent here. Yeah, so but, we don't really want to be anywhere else. No, but the reason we're doing this podcast is for these I could have done that moments. We're basically going to talk about moments that happened around the past week, maybe two weeks, and really kind of dive into them a little bit. So, Brother Smoke Dog, I have the first one. The uh, This is sports related, but it is not physical. Most of the things we always talk about for sports are physical related in terms of actually going out and performing a certain true uh, ability or whatever it might be. So the NFL draft took place this past weekend, and there's always... What's that? 
I said it did. It did. Okay. I'm backing you up. Hyping Thank you. you up. Thank you. Thanks, hype man. Uh, so it took place this past weekend, and a lot of buzz goes around the mock draft and where people are going to land, etc. And there's they always draw out the first rounds. Usually, it takes like two, three hours just to watch. It's crazy. It's crazy how long it takes. It really shouldn't take that long. It's just Mm-mm. senseless TV. And then it goes on all weekend, and people just talk about draft picks that get picked. That's all about. It's just speculation. That's really all it is. Because once a guy gets drafted, you don't know if they're going to be good or not. You just don't. So we're going to just jump into the guys who do mock drafts for a year or for a career. Could you do that as a career where all you do is work around one weekend a year? Obviously, you pick, you study film, and we're not going to dive into much. Like a lot of these mock draft people have connections within the NFL organizations. They have like assistant GMs texting them who they are, their top five people are, whatever it might be. We're not going to say any of those any of those are into consideration. It's literally we just year round have to make a mock draft. And if you look at some of these mock drafts, they rarely ever say a trade's going to happen. Like they'll pick a trade that they think, but they don't in their other rounds really don't show trades, which happen a lot. Mm-hmm. So they're all wrong a lot and they don't have to be right. So brother smoke down. I'm just going to ask you, could you do work as a mock drafter for as a career? Um, I don't think I could. First of all, I think it's a joke. Because it's like, I think, who cares what you think or who cares what you say? Because you're not going to know until the draft anyway. Yeah. And then if they were right, cool. If not, whatever. I could maybe do it if it was like a month out of the year because I like football and I like watching film and stuff. But then again, like you got to watch film for a lot of different people and a lot of positions that aren't the most exciting to watch film on. So I I couldn't do that, nor would I want to do that. And these guys rank like the players in the draft, like best available one through like all unnecessary things. Like someone will get drafted and they're like, oh, he was number 10 on your best available in the fifth round. Why did they take him? Well, because maybe they need a receiver. Yeah. Not the center that you think is the top new best guy available still because they have a all star all star pro Bowl center. Yeah. Yeah. I could do like a like a Lewis Riddick. Where they just kind of go on and like talk, like maybe prepare for a week or two and just know a little bit. Yeah. Cause that, that'd be fun to go and just talk and hang out at the draft. Yeah. That'd be fun. But no, I could not do that year round. No, I think I'd be way too bored because at least, like you said, it doesn't, their career really doesn't matter because they're just saying who goes where. And I guess you, you could look at it as if you're trying to entertain people, but like they're just picking who goes where. It's not like the weatherman or weather lady where they could be wrong, but you also kind of need, like, we'd like to know the weather. Like, yep. hey, I want to go on the river this weekend. Oh, it's going to thunderstorm 24-7 for probably not a good idea to go on the river. No. You know, where the draft, if they're like, you should take a quarterback because you guys have never taken a quarterback and you need one and they don't take a quarterback. Oh, well, what are you going to do? I don't know. And, and the other thing is, I know there's a lot of executives that work now on ESPN or like former people in the business. If these guys are so smart too for mock drafts, why aren't they GMs for teams? That's true. Because they probably like what they do. They probably like all the attention they get a month out and don't get ridiculed. Mm-mm. No one ever ridicules them for their mock draft. No. They they ridicule GMs for picking wrong. Yeah. In a wrong. So I'm going to get to my point. I'm 
I'm going to say I could do it for a year or as a career. I don't know if I could do it as a career because I'm thinking career means I, I have to do it for the rest of my life. And I would get way too bored. I'm sure they get pray, paid a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to be actually... You have to be coherent on television, which we would struggle. <laughs> that's, that's tough. But, I mean, the idea of just sitting up there and be like, this is who they should take. They didn't. Oh, that or if classic, you hear a trade, like the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields. And I heard Mel Kuyper go, I did not see this coming. Probably don't see a lot of the picks coming when That's they happen. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the first rounds, probably the ones that are more guaranteed. But then once you get later in the first round, like midway, like that's when players fall off board and then you're bored because they they could have predicted the top five easily. I mean, I think the top the five most part. Yeah. yeah. I think Todd McShay said he, I think he had the first 10 correct or something. Because well, you know what the teams need. and Yeah. It's no available. secret sometimes. So I, I, I'm going to say I could have done that, but I don't know if I was a, well, I couldn't have done it for a career. I could do it for a year because then I would just spend that money or salary traveling or vacation for another year to relieve my brain. That's fair. I Googled Mel Kiper salary. <laughs> Several online estimates suggest the NFL draft expert earns north of $400,000 annually today which isn't bad for someone who lived in his parents' basement until he was 30 years old. <laughs> Just shreds him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 400K, that ain't bad. I saw this old this clip. I think it popped up. It popped up on YouTube. I spent too much time on YouTube. And it was what made Mel Kuyper and the draft exciting. Of course, ESPN released the clip. It was back in 19... 1995, so it had been, I believe, the year before Peyton Manning got drafted. Whatever it was, it was the year before Manning came out. And in Mel Kuyper's thing, he had the Colts taking Trent Dilfer. And the Colts took a linebacker, and he went and shredded the Colts. They're like, what do you think of the pick, Mel? He's like, well, it's a classic Colts move. This is why they're always picking the top five every year instead of competing for a Super Bowl like most other teams. And like the GM, and then it went to the GM interview later that night, and he's like, Got a question about Mel Kuyper, and he goes, "Why do we talk about a guy who doesn't care, or who do, who is irrelevant, or like doesn't matter in this world?" Or like, so they bi- like they were bickering at each other, and then Mel was like trying to sell up like his like why he ranted about the Colts, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool, and you could have been right in that moment, but like if they take Trent Dilfer, they never get Peyton Manning, and I guarantee you, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with Baltimore, but it wasn't Trent Dilfer that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was a really good defense, one of the best of all time. But like, if Mel's right there, and they actually listen to Mel and go, you know what, we do need a quarterback. So we don't have a generational quarterback. They never go after Peyton Manning then. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's yeah, it's all irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> living in his parents' basement <laughs> till thirty. Not not gonna lie, might have to take a playbook out of his save a or lot play of out money. his playbook just until I'm thirty, and all of a sudden it's like boom, ton of money over. Four hundred k. Yeah, it's got it's, it's got to happen just like that. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, that's my I could have done that moment, brother Smoke. All right. Well, I saw for mine, I saw a stat today that said uh, Russell Westbrook could, in his last seven games this year, oh, yeah. average zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, and still average a triple-double on the season. So with seven games left and you're playing about 30 minutes a game, could you go out there and average zero points, zero rebounds, and zero assists? Or not average, you get. Ooh, I saw that stat. Because it seems like an easy, straightforward question, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. Because I've been on the record to saying how easy it could be to get an NBA rebound. 
That could be, would be, would be, yeah, yeah, would be, yeah. When I'm not, when I'm there, when they give me the opportunity, yep. Averaging, if I had to play, so you're saying I have to play thirty, uh, roughly. I mean, I, I'm assuming Russell Westbrook plays about. A good at least question 30. is, can I play thirty minutes? I would get, I'd be so tired. You can. Okay. You 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 are basically Russell Westbrook. You, okay. So, the, yeah, I mean that's tough because I would never want the ball passed to me Mm-mm. because and point guard. Because if I pass and someone shoots and makes it, they get an ass- I get the assist. Yeah. And I'm just I was just thinking to myself, well, what if I just never ran back up uh, back on defense and I was just chilled in the corner? Well, at some point they'd get the steal or something, cherry pick and toss it to me. And if I'm like, well, I can't shoot it, there's gonna be a guy streaking down the field, not with no clothes on, but it's just a term mm-hmm. coming down the court, not the field. And I pass it to him. He's probably going in for a dunk. Yeah, because you're not just gonna get the ball and chuck it out of bounds. No, <laughs> which would work. It but would, but. Then I have a lot of turnovers on my. I'm gonna say I couldn't have done that because honestly I'd get bored at one point. I would yep. actually just shoot up a shot. I'm like I really don't. I I just mm-hmm. got to do something. That's kind of where my where I'm at because like they're in a position where they could get the make the playoff tourney. Yeah. So like you still want to win, and like you said, if you pass it to somebody, they could shoot it, and make it. There you go. There's a chance when you're on defense, the ball goes up, the ball just bounces to you for a rebound. I don't think I could have done that. I mean, you could put your arms behind your back for the rebound and just let it hit you off the chest. Yeah, and then I guess without without looking like a complete idiot, it'd be very tough. Yeah. Because like you said, I'm going to want to shoot at some point. All right. Now for the third, I could have done that. On May 1st, the Super Rugby AU for Australia had a match between the Brumbies, or Brummies, I'm sure they say, versus Western Force. This was a semifinal to go to the finals in rugby. Okay. The Brummies won twenty-one to nine. The Brummies going winning that advance to the finals, where they will play Queensland Reds, a rematch of last year's finals, where the Brummies won twenty-eight to twenty-three. So mm-hmm. once again, this past one though, they won twenty-one to nine against the Western Force. So a rugby match is roughly eighty minutes. It can't go over forty. It's kind of like soccer, where they allow a little extra time, but it's very rare. Okay. This is a quick Google search, and I just found one. Google answer, so of course that was factual and right. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to back, didn't have to check anything else. So, brother Milk Dog, I'm going to say you, you're playing for Western Force, not the winners, but the losers. Mm-hmm. How long do you think you could last in a rugby match? That's 80 minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> I just get messed up. I looked at some of the players; they are big for the Australians too down there, down under. Huge, yeah. That would that's that's a brutal sport. That is brutal. I would first of all, I wouldn't want to last because it's like, oh, well, there goes five of my teeth, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Concussion, whatever. Concussion, broken knee. That'd be a lot. I think it'd be fun, but it'd be I I wouldn't last. I wonder if it's like NFL if I like you could lay down before they hit you. Then I would last a while if I had yeah, the ball. You'd or- also- You'd also have no respect of anybody on your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your peers would just absolutely hate you. Plus, I think if you, I've seen a lot of guys like pitch the ball back when they're running and they still get decked. Yeah, after. it's kind of like not, hitting the quarterback in an option play. Yeah, except the quarterback's much more protected than these guys, where it's almost like everybody can just get hit. Oh, just absolutely not even hit, just absolutely messed up. Yeah, that's. Uh, I want to say if you're if you're done, I can. Yeah, I'd say about two minutes. I feel like I would get hit once, and then I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm okay. I think my knee would collapse or something first, and I would just be like, this is 
It'd be tough. Well, that or I'd be expecting the first hit to be worse than it's going to be. And it's not as bad. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can handle this. And then the next one, I'm like, no. That'd be interesting if you would go in there thinking a hit would be worse <laughs> and it wasn't. The uh, I would be more scared of how sore I'd be the next day if I played even a couple minutes. I'm going to say... See, I played a little rugby when I was down under, but it was for like just a bunch of guys on the beach, a bunch of dudes being guys. Guys being dudes. And it was fun, but I mean, it wasn't like professional guys and some guys were hitting each other and but mm, I don't know how rugby starts I know getting that like scrum and then the ball gets pitched out as long as I'm not the first one receiving the ball after the pitch out I'm going to say I'm going to say five I think I could run and pitch smartly that I'm not getting hit I'm playing more not to get hit so the moment I do get hit I'm done. Okay. So if I get, but if I get the ball right away out of that little scrum and catch it, because mm-hmm. then that it's it's literally like everyone's right in front of you and they all come mad dashing. Yeah. I'm done. I'm toast. That's fair. Uh, and so yeah, that's uh, that's not that wouldn't be fun. And uh, a side story, I know I've told you this, but there was a rugby player in England. This was years ago, where he played his last game, and four to five months after. The, the game, his final game, he kept having migraines every single day. So he finally went into the doctor and got his, they got an x-ray of his head and they found it was, it was uh, one of the guys on the opposing team, or I think it was the opposing team or his team on the last day of this dude's final match reported that he had lost his front tooth. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where it was in this dude's skull. He had an open cut on his head and the, tooth went into it and then it just started forming and growing closer to his just kept going closer to his skull that's so so they had to remove it (laughs) that's so wild and then if you think about too like how gross rugby like obviously like a lot all sports people are sweating and bumping each other and stuff but like you're bleeding so what like that just blood's just mixing with each other and really think about it's kind of kind of gross unsanitary yeah like ufc there's blood and they dudes end up with the other person's blood all over them yeah i'm okay it's better to watch it from home right oh i mean i'd watch it live i would never do it though yeah i mean it's either you watch it from home or you have to be in the sport yeah i'd watch it from home okay so also interesting note ufc is one of the only sports i would like to say it's the only but might be the one of the only that only for its main game camera uses one camera that's it you ever watch it it's like a little camera that actually floats kind of like the one in football how it, you know how it goes down the line mm-hmm. they only need one camera so it just floats uh not magically but through a cable on top of the ring and then they have other cameras for when they, they walk on stage and they do interviews and things like that but when the match starts just one camera always just rotating up top because it's only huh. covering a little octagon there you go learn something new again today television production i gotta turn my brain off it's too much it's too much I can't handle it, as uh, the villain in Kung Fu Panda 3 once said when Poe gave him all his chi. If you watch the movie, you understand. Great series. Yep. All right. That's what we got. It's time to move on to the final event. BP, not batting practice, bold predictions. BP, not in the gas, but bold predictions is up. And Brother Smoke Dog, I always say what word again? Uh, obs- uh, uh, obscure. Obscure. So sometimes we pick an obscure event that happens in the next 
weak. Sometimes it's not always obscure. Sometimes it is. This last one, you can classify if you want, however you want to, obscure or not. We're going to recap last week's, and then Brother Smoke Dog is going to lead us into this week's bold prediction. Right now, I am five up of Brother Smoke Dog. We, if one of us beats the other person, we just add it to the score, like in golf. So you're five up on someone. And so that's where we're at right now. And we did the, or we, uh, for the bold predictions, had the Kentucky Derby, where Brother Smoke Dog and I picked three horses each. And the lowest, so we're going to take their finishing, where they finish in the race, and the person with the lowest score, I know I said best average, but we might as well just add up where they finish. With the person with the lowest score wins the bold prediction. So Brother Smoke Dog picked Hot Rod Charlie, who finished in third. Oh, wow, not bad. He picked Hidden Stash, who finished towards the back of the pack, unfortunately, 14th, but not bad for whopping 17 so far. And then he picked Highly Motivated, who was highly motivated out of the gate. I don't know if it if the horse was or not. Finishing 10th. So maybe could have been more motivated. Yeah, it could have been more. Just slight it should have just been somewhat motivated. Somewhat motivated, yeah. not highly motivated. So Brother Smoke Dog, your horses added up for a score of 27. So mine were Like the King, Medina Spirit, and Soup and Sandwich. So Like the King finished 12th middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I'm going to tell a little story. I was watching the... I actually watched the Kentucky Derby, just the race. I didn't watch all the pregame stuff. Medina Spirit ended up winning the race. So I got a one for that. Now it's great 13. Pick. Great pick. Picked it because of ATLA. If you know what that means, you know what that means. If you don't, I'm sorry. I don't. ATLA? It's initials for a series. That The reason I picked it with the word spirit in it. ATLA. All the. Oh. You got it? I do. Okay. If you want to know on that inside joke, you can email us at I could have done that at gmail.com or send us a voice message. We oh. might respond, we might not. The uh, gotcha. series, not the movie. So I was watching it and I forgot I had Medina Spirit, but out of the gate, Soup and Sandwich and Medina Spirit were running one, two. But I was more focused on Soup and Sandwich because it's just what a cool name. Like, Very cool. If Soup and Sandwich can win it, that's just awesome. Soup and Sandwich was in second place for what is it? They run an oval. It's an well, it's just like NASCAR. They just run in a circle. Mm-hmm. So it was in second place the whole way until the final turn. Soup and Sandwich went from second to the final on the final stretch after the turn, went from second to 19th. Second to last. Oh wow. And that techni- means I got one. Technically last place because King Fury got disqualified. So Soup and Sandwich just fell, and it was the only horse. I think all the horses were kind of like more on the brown side, and this one was white with some uh, black spots. So I was like watching this horse go. I'm like, on the turn, it started falling back. I'm like, oh, no. And then it was limping. So one of my coworkers said... I think Mike get shot. <laughs> that's my, I said, what happened to Soup and Sandwich? And one of the coworkers said, after that race, the horse might be Soup and Sandwich. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> I don't know if the horse got hurt or what, but definitely not highly motivated like your race. So I finished with a score of 32, which means Brother Smoke Dog wins this bull Let's prediction. About time. And moves back within four strokes. So I'm still four up. Four, Brother Smoke Dog is four back. Can't remember the last time I won. I can because it was when we did a double bold prediction. Or no, you won the Madness special. 
but it really didn't matter because I won the other bold prediction that offset it when we recapped. So it's been a hot minute for Brother Smoke Dog. Would you? Here, I got you. Brother Smoke Dog, how do you feel after this win? Feels good. Good to be back. Brother Smoke Dog, what are you going to do? Hold up. Brother Smoke Dog, uh, with the uh, Daily Tribune, what are you going to do to keep this winning streak alive? I just got to trust my gut. That's it. <laughs> Brother Smoke Dog with Miami Herald. What did you think of Hot Rod Charlie finishing third and your horse, highly motivated, who was not highly motivated, finishing 10th? Hey, he was highly motivated enough. Thank you. You're All welcome. Right. <laughs> that was the reporter session with Brother Smoke Dog. We should do I, that I only take two. I only take two questions. We should do that more often. Side note, I thought it was fun for the winner. The other person has to come up with questions. Oh, I, I could. That was okay. That was All good. Right. That was fun. Yeah. Out of the... Pull that out of nowhere. No, that was good. Good so, improv thinking. We call us improv actors now. That was just you. No, you, you answered. It That's was true. improv questions that led to answers. That's true. Put us on whose line is it anyway? Funny show. That stuff's impressive. All right, brother Smoke Dog. You have today or this week's bold prediction. Lead us away. All right. So it is currently going and happening right now. It will be done May 9th, which I believe is this weekend. Sunday, maybe? Anywho. Um, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it so, should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 2021 Madrid Open in tennis. There's men's singles, women's singles, men's doubles, and women's doubles. But we don't know much about women's singles, men's doubles, or women's singles. So we're please, gonna go... please don't speak for me. Oh, I thought that's what you said. I used actually used a different word earlier, but... I won't, I won't say it. Uh, men's singles, we're going to do because we just know a few more, aka like two. I only know like two. Luke, Luke's the tennis guy. But anywho, it is currently down to the round of 32. Yeah, I, I don't, my brain was turning and no words were coming out. Uh, down to the round of 32. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick, each going to pick three players. And they can't, there's a few that are ranked, and we cannot pick anybody that is ranked single digits. So if you're ranked 10th, we can pick you, but if you're ranked in single digits, we cannot. We're going to go back and forth, picking three, and then whoever, like let's say I pick somebody and they make it to the final four, and Luke's best pick only made it to the final eight, I would win. And if our top guys both get to the final four, then we'll go to the second place guys. Are you Googling this or are you looking at an actual bracket of it? From what I understood, it's, I'm not, I didn't, I saw that they picked who they played today or like they picked who they play, like they drew out of a hat. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe you do know more a little bit about this than I do. I did a little research. I said that they, there was a, like they drew a random draw every time. Okay. So there's no really bracket. So it's, you can't really look at it that way. So you just got to pick based off of who you think is going to go far. Sounds good. All right. So you go first then, right? That would be correct. So we'll do if the... I can, if I can speak for myself. So just, it was a joke. You, you did oh. it to me one time. I was just doing it to you another oh. time. So you go, then I'll go. You go. I go. Okay. So the highest ranked player is Jay Sinner that we can picked, who is 14th that I see. Um... As I said earlier, I'm glad you said we couldn't pick anyone that's not ranked 
uh, below top 10 because I said I have a better chance of getting hit by a car this weekend than Rafael Nadal does losing this entire tournament. I went on the record saying. Tell him so, why. Why? Yeah. Because he's the king of clay. Well, his statistics. Oh, well, I don't know about his statistics at Madrid Open, but it is a clay court. But at the French Open, he's won 12 titles now. It's either 12 or 13. I believe it's 12 out of the last 14. And he's one of them he had to sit out because of injury. And the other one he lost, not in the final, but he's only lost once ever at the French Open. And that was the year, obviously, he didn't win it all. He's never lost a final. So that's why. He's just really good on clay. It's a slower surface for him. He struggles on faster-paced courses. So that's why uh, it's a good thing we don't have... Whoever has him is going to win. So that's a little side story, a little tennis, more knowledge in all three segments. Gotta love it. You do. So I'm going to go with... Man, I didn't really look at any of these scores that these guys performed last time. Uh, Let's just go with... K, it's the guy from Japan. There's two guys from Japan, but I'm trying to figure out. I'm going to go with Nishikora. Okay. Nishikora. Pretty good pronunciation, I would say. Thank you. I'm going to go with A. Ramos Vignolas. A fellow, right. uh, what nationality is Nadal? Uh, a Spaniard. I'm going to go with a fellow Spaniard. Uh, we're... A. Ramos, you said? A. Ramos Vignolas. I'm just writing it down for our our official records. One day we'll sell these this notebook for like so much money because oh, yeah. people are going to want our memorabilia. Okay. My turn. I will go with Rafael Nadal. Just kidding. Oh, what oh. a funny one. Okay. I'm going to go with... You know what? Let's make a little. Let's make it a little interesting. I'm gonna go against the guy that I'm gonna see if my boy can knock your guy out in the first, in the round of 32. I'm gonna go with from Greece, right? Would that be Greece that he's going against, or is it? I believe that is. No, that's not Greece. That would be. Um, let me look him up. Anyways, Federico Del Bonus. All right. Interesting strategy. I'm going to go then with D. Koipfer. D. I believe that is the German flag. Where's this guy at? He's facing the 16th. Oh, yeah. That'd be Germany. Trying to figure out who that. Are you looking up my guy's flag? Yeah. That's not Egypt. What's the. It's not Greece. I don't know why I was thinking Greece. They have like a different flag. Greece is, I think Greece is actually at the bottom. The Stephanos, that guy's really good. Yeah, that. Argentina. Argentina. The guy who is ranked uh, number four is from Greece. Mm. Okay. So now it's time for me to pick. The next one here. I might go on the safe side. Let's see. I'm going to go with Jay. I'm just going to go with the Italian. Jay 
center. I think what's going to help him out a lot is the lack of having to travel so far. He's well rested. Who? J. Dot Center. Oh, I see him. Number 14th ranked. Nope. I'm going to go with the fellow American, Jay Isner. John Isner. Tall guy, serves really well. His ground game's not as great. Used to be better. He was actually part of that. Do you remember that legendary uh, tennis match at Wimbledon that the final set was 70 to 68? It went stretched three days. Oh, yeah. He won that one. So. Dude's got endurance. He does. That's that's bold predictions, that's right? That's, that's it. BP. So make sure, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the I Could Have Done That podcast, the ICDT. That, that rolls off the tongue pretty well. That, that did roll well. Uh, make sure to send us any fan mail at I Could Have Done That at gmail.com. Once again, <laughs> I Could Have Done That at gmail.com. Am I mispronouncing that or did you understand uh, I, I that? I heard it pretty well. How, how did you hear that? Uh, I could have done that at gmail.com is how it came off. Perfect. And you can also send us a message on Anchor. Just create an account if you already if you already haven't. If you do already have an account, send us a voice message. We'll play it in our episode. Brother Smoke Dog, two episodes in a row you've let off or you've not let off. You've had some signing off words. I think you're on a roll. I'm going to put you on the spot again. What are the signing off words for episode 14 of the ICDT? If you're going to gamble, bet it all. Yeah. <laughs>